I did. And in that conversation, <laughs> that's when, you know, Jesus came to me and put his arms around me and spoke to me. And he just said, you know, if you come to me and, and accept me as your Lord and Savior, then I can, when you get to heaven, you can see your daughter. And that's kind of where all that came from. I, Welcome to the No Greater Joy podcast, brought to you by the pastors here at Grace Baptist Church in Westlake, Ohio, because we want for our people what Jesus wants for his people, and that is to know greater joy. By stepping into the areas that bring no greater joy for God's people, what we call being a 24-7 worshiper, a go-person, and an alongsider. I am Pastor Steve Strong, lead pastor here at Grace. Alongside me, we have Ryan Atkins, the associate pastor here at Grace. And a huge thanks to our tech guru, Dane Craniac. Also a member here at Grace, producing, making us sound splendid. And so we are recording some kind of bonus episodes, episodes that highlight the work that God has been doing in our people's lives, and uh, specifically giving them an opportunity to share what we're calling their gospel collision story, or as we probably more commonly known it at, know it as, is their salvation story when they came to know Christ. And we are thrilled to have Barb McKee with us. She's a member here at Grace, huge part of who we are and what God is doing, and uh, she gets to share her story with us. Barb, thanks for being here. Thank you. So give us the one-minute intro to who Barb McKee is. She can't do it, but we're going to ask you, and then just kind of introduce yourself, and just tell us when you came to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Okay, so I'm Barb McKee. I live in Elyria, Ohio. All right. Um, got a condo there a couple of years ago as a way of getting my ducks in a row so I could retire, which I did a year ago, April, um, from 22 years at Key Bank in the Institutional Trust Department. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah. Exciting. Yeah, big stuff. Yeah. Um, I graduated from Indiana University as a uh, married with child 35-year-old. Um, went back to school because I quit the first time. And um, went back to school to get my degree and graduated from the School of Business with a degree in business economics because I thought it would make me a lot of money, but it didn't. I thought getting a job in business economics would make me a lot of money, but mm-hmm. it didn't. <laughs> Uh, I've been married twice. I'm married to my husband, Dale, now for 27 years. Amen. He was my best friend for three or four years before we got married, whereas my first husband and I got married after knowing each other only three months, which is not a good plan. Um, and I came to know Christ about 20 years ago. 20 years. 20 years. And I'm 70 years old, so 20 years ago meant that there was a lot of crap before that happened. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit. <laughs> You don't have to tell us all the crap, but just yeah. tell us what it was, what your life was like before Christ. What were the circumstances, the events, the people that God used to bring you to Christ? So before I came to Christ, I was a um, pretty miserable person for 50-some years. Um, kind of always looking for the next best thing that I thought would make me happy. Um, I grew up in a family that went to church every Sunday, but I can't really say it was a Christian family. Uh, The church that we went to didn't really 
talk much about what was in the Bible. Um, there was a lot of ritual, I guess is what you want to say, ritual. So I kind of did a worship service by rote. And when I got to church every Sunday morning, I'd look to see what hymns we were going to sing before I did anything else. <laughs> Get them marked in my book. Yeah. Uh, and my dad died when I was in high school. That was a very Sorry. traumatic experience for me. Um, my mother had always said that she wished she had all boys. So when my dad died, I kind of felt I was on my own. Nobody really cared about me. Um, like I said, I got married to my first husband after only knowing him for three months, and uh, it was not a good relationship. And we, I just really wanted to have children, and I had a lot of infertility issues and lost a baby at five months. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody said, well, once now that you've gotten pregnant once, you know, you probably won't have trouble getting pregnant again, but that was not the case. And a year after I lost my baby, I had a hysterectomy and woke up from that surgery finding, find, to find out that I had a colostomy. So I've had lots of surgeries. Wow. Yeah, lots and lots of surgeries. Um, never had, never got pregnant again, had the hysterectomy a year later and kind of just buried all that down deep mm. inside. So, How old were you? When I had my hysterectomy, mm -hmm. 29, wow. 29 years old. Um, and I just, just, you know, I lost the baby, came back home, went about my business. My husband went to work the next day. It was no big deal. Nobody, nobody sent me flowers. Nobody brought me food. Nobody sent me sympathy cards. It's mm. just another day in the life of. Never really allowed to kind of grieve. No, no. And so that's, that's the main story that ended up, you know, 25, 30 years later bringing me to Christ because mm. I had started, um, well, I had seen, this is the really weird part, I had seen, um, an, I forget, a sonogram, is that what you call them when you take pictures of the unborn mm -hmm. babies and yep. the mommy's uh, wombs? Well, I'd seen one of those in on waiting room, waiting to get my foot x-rayed. And that was the first time I realized what my five-month-old unborn baby looked like. Wow. Yeah, because when, when we lost her, um, my husband didn't think I could, quote, handle it, so I never got to see her yeah. um, Sorry. touch her name or nothing. She went out mm -hmm. with the garbage that night, the hospital garbage. That's what I always say anyway. But anyway, um, that kind of got me thinking what, she really looked like, and she was a really a beautifully formed female human being mm -hmm. that I lost and never really mourned that or named her nothing. So I had started going to church again at um, Friends Church in North Olmstead because a neighbor invited me. Mm -hmm. I was walking my dog around the neighborhood and singing songs and she just one day barb you know do you do you ever sing in a church choir and i'm like yes i've sung in church choirs all my life but i don't go to church right now so she said well come to come with me so i did and one of the sundays the minister was talking about um baby dedications mm -hmm. and so i asked him after church if it was possible to dedicate my baby who was no longer living and his response to that was, well, why don't you come in and let's have a talk? <laughs> so I did. And in that conversation, 
that's when, you know, Jesus came to me and put his arms around me and spoke to me. And he just said, you know, if you come to me and, and accept me as your Lord and Savior, then I can, when you get to heaven, you can see your daughter. Hmm. And that's kind of where all that came from. And I, um, several people that helped me get to that point were my neighbor, Shar, who invited me to come to church. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, Karen Kai was one of the ministers at the church. And she invited me to get involved in f- a few things at the church. And in doing that, I got to meet my friend Doreen, who was taking classes at HarvestNet and had, as part of her um, education, she had to lead a small group and was looking for volunteers to be in that group. And I raised my hand and said, I would do it. Well, the group was the Truth Project. Mm-hmm. And again, I learned things in watching and listening to that that I had no idea. And the couple takeaways I got from that, which I share and shout from the rooftops, is that Darwin's theory of evolution is just a theory. Mm-hmm. That's all it's ever been. It's never been proven. And they teach it to the children in our schools like it is the truth, which it's not. So um, one of the things that Darwin even said was that when he saw a peacock spread its feathers or thought about the way the human eye works, he assumed at some point in time that he would not be proof, that he would it would all be realized that it was just, you know, a theory. Yep. And so once I knew that, I started telling everybody about God's creation yep, and yep. Uh, evolution's not true, that it was God's plan and he created everything. And um, I started digging deeper into the Bible about all that, um, how the world was created and what God, and, and how the Old Testament prophecies all come true in the New Testament. I've done mm-hmm. a lot more research on that kind of stuff. Um so can I ask you a question? Yes, your please na- do. Your neighbor, your neighbor Shar, right? Yes. How how well did you know her in your neighborhood at all? Or no, I just was walking the dog, and she was out working her yard. She, you know, hear me singing as I'm walking, and mm-hmm. asked me if I go to church and if I wanted to sing in the choir. So what? That was. <laughs> I think it. I think that's a. An, that's such a. You know, what turned out to be such a pivotal change in your life yep. was a simple hey do you go to church mm-hmm. you come to, and so like what before she asked you that question that invitation was going to church an option for you where did um like like what was well going to church going, for me as a kid and a young adult was more of a social a social venue mm-hmm. and a place to sing Like I said, I've been singing in church choir since I was three years old. Um, And I had not been going to church from the time I got divorced. Um, When I married Dale, I did ask a minister to marry us. I mean, Mm -hmm. I did that. Um, But I wasn't going to church. I didn't really care. I was just kind of a miserable person looking for happiness in all the wrong places. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So. I, I just think it's interesting. One of the uh, little rabbit trail here, and I think it's important for our people to hear this, is I think uh, we did a survey a number of years ago, and it was like 60% of people, or maybe it was one in six or something, 
which is not 60%, um, it would go to church if they were just invited. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you, you just never know what how God is going to use a simple invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so the challenge for all of us, just ask. Who yeah. knows what God is doing? Yep. So, I think it was the one in six because we, I think we summarized it as if you invited one person per month, you'd have two people coming to church statistically just, yeah. in a year mm-hmm. like that you invite. So yeah, yep. <clears throat> so we need to do more inviting. That's for we sure. We can have more barb stories. So, so what um, were there important, and I, I put down here, what are important scriptures that God has used to bring you to faith? And just strengthen your faith. But also, you got in front of you some songs. You love to sing. Yeah. So just talk a minute about what were the passages of Scripture and what, what songs did God use? Um, my favorite, and I think the, the passage of Scripture that really confirmed what God was doing is Psalm 40 mm-hmm. at the beginning. I waited patiently for you, for you, Lord, to help me and for the Lord to help me. And he turned... He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair and out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Amen. And then um, a lot of um, several New Testament. As I said, one of the things that I really have been interested in is to see how all the Old Testament prophecies... um, appear and play out in the New Testament. Um, And so one of them is 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what happened to me. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. Uh, Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. I, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Hmm. That, you know, Amen. Yeah. Um, and then once, once I became a believer, uh, one one of the two of the passages that I really go to a lot are uh, Deuteronomy thirty one eight, uh, and the main part of that is He will never leave me or forsake me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe that now. Mm-hmm. I believe that he's always been with me, even when I didn't know and didn't care. Yeah, yeah. And um, Lamentations three twenty two: the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. He His mercies are new; they are new every morning. Great is His faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Which leads <laughs> me to my songs. Yeah, yeah. Nice segue. All right, perfect yeah. segue. You've done this before, haven't you? <laughs> Uh, of course, the one that is the most meaningful is Amazing Grace, because uh, yeah. uh, I once was lost, but now I found, and I was blind, and now I can see. Um, and Great is Thy Faithfulness, mm-hmm. which is what that passage, Lamentations, yes. mm-hmm. says. Um, then I call this my salvation song in Christ alone. Mm-hmm. My In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, the solid ground firm through the fiercest drought and storm what heights of love what depths of peace what fears are stilled when striving cease Hmm. 
my comforter, my all in all. Here in the love of Christ I stand. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you a little funny story. Go go for it. Um, one of my favorite things to do was go to the Indians games, now known as the Guardians. Um, after work on Friday nights. And Sad my, face, right? Yeah. <laughs> and my brother, my little brother would, we would go together. He was my baseball buddy. And I would just stay downtown after work and he would drive in and we would just meet there and all that. Well, anyway, there was one time and, and we're both, we like to watch the game. Yep. We do not like to chit chat. We don't like listening to other people chit chat and spill beer and popcorn and all that. We're there to watch the game. So it was very unusual that we were chit chatting and I was saying something about this new faith that I had found and, and how much peace it had brought me and it just the weight that had been lifted off my shoulders after years and years and years of struggling and being angry and everything and my brother goes oh you mean like the peace that passes all understanding (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like yeah that's the peace i'm talking about (laughs) and he found that peace yeah he'd already found it Uh, another song that I just love is "Redeemed" by Big Daddy Weave. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Maybe maybe in the the opening we'll have to play the "Redeemed" <sighs> Big Daddy I mean, Weave. If we're the allowed. words to that to me are just amazing. You don't have, probably have time for me to do all these words. Well, I think we have time. But this one is so. I mean, it's my life. It's my story. Seems like all I could see was the struggle, haunted by ghosts that lived in my past. Bound up in shackles of all my failures, wondering how long this was going to last. Then you took at this, you took, you looked at this prisoner and said to me, son, stop fighting a fight that's already been won. Mm -hmm. Wow. I am redeemed. You set me free. So I'll shake off these heavy chains, wipe away every strain, every stain. I'm sorry. Now I'm not who I used to be. I am redeemed. Mm-hmm. I just like wow. What was the fight? I, I hear the I hear those words and think, why couldn't I have written that? Yeah, they were written for you. Oh. What was what was the fight that you were fighting that Jesus won? Um, like I said, searching for happiness in all the wrong places, mm-hmm. thinking that I could solve my own problems, and if I kept getting the next thing that I thought I wanted, I'd be happy then. Um, getting rid of the anger and the feeling of unworthiness and uh, the fact that I was a failure, couldn't have kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, all that stuff. So someone's listening to this yeah. and they are in their own pit of <laughs> destruction, that miry bog there in Psalm 40, mm-hmm. or perhaps there's another one of your brothers and sisters in Christ who have a friend or a loved one who is in that pit of destruction in that miry bog where you, where you were, what would, what would you want either that person to hear or for your brothers and sisters in Christ to know in trying to reach them? That if you accept Lord Jesus as your Lord and savior, um, you're going to be lifted out of that and you're going to be saved. And what, what's going to fulfill you is him, Mm -hmm. not, all the worldly stuff that you yeah. think will. Yeah. Gives you peace. Yeah. The peace of passes. Yeah. That's right. So let me, I, I think we maybe can try to figure out and know how you're going to answer this next one. But this, 
the difference that trusting Jesus as your Savior has made for you? What's the the biggest difference between the barb before Christ and the barb after Christ or with Christ? There's been a metamorphosis. I, I can't even, I try not to even remember the old barb. Yeah. Um, and like you people here don't know that barb. You you met me after I'd been saved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, mm, the way I react to circumstances now, um, I try to be, I try to see people the way God sees them. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to be a little more merciful and gracious for people. I used to be pretty selfish and angry and just not a good person. Yeah. The barb that we know now is the barb that <laughs> has that laugh and the joy and the caring about people. That's the, so I don't know if you remember this, you're the first person mm. that my wife and I met when we walked through the doors of grace, you were on the welcoming team that day. You were standing right inside door a, and we walked in and we had the two little boys and there was just this joy that you had. <laughs> and it was like, that oh, was kind of cool. <laughs> we were coming into it blind. I mean, we had, we had scoped out every picture that was on the website. So we kind of knew what the room looked like about how many people to expect. But that was, that was something that, you know, we met Bob and Alice Wills at Wendy's. And that was what got us to the door. But then once we came through the door, you showed us where the nursery was. And yeah, it was you're the first person we actually met in the building. Well, I'm glad you kept coming back. That's right. Me too. <laughs> but, think, but think about... I roped him in. He can't get away now. But think about the the simple gesture that your neighbor had. Yep. Okay, the simple gesture of you greeting with this joy and this peace and this excitement. That like That affected the trajectory of my life. It's the simple things. It was for you guys there at Wendy's, the simple coloring paper for your kids. Alice Will's handing us a coloring sheet that says Grace Baptist Church on the corner with the address. Yep. The simple invite, hey, do you go to church? Come to church and sing. Uh, Sometimes we maybe Mm overcomplicate gospel moments and opportunities. Just a simple invite. Well, hey, how how is God working in your life today? You know, that moment, however many years ago, 20 years ago, you said, you know, God just totally turned you inside out, Absolutely. metamorphosized you. Um, that work of changing Barb McKee into the image of Christ continues. What he started continues today. Well, how, how is God working in your life today? Well, the first thing I wrote down to answer that question is he's helping me write my testimony. Uh, uh, <laughs> God is going to use And this. I'm still working on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Every day of my life, I'm still working on that testimony. Um. But really, he he is assuring me that I am who I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. and that I belong to him, not the world. And he reminds me that he's always been with me, even when I didn't know and didn't care. Hmm. And he always will be. Amen. God began a good work, and he's still doing it. Thanks. So, Barb, thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your day and being vulnerable, sharing your story. And um, I'm sure people, if they have more questions, they can come ask. And God is going to use you, I think, in some, some pretty amazing ways that he already has. And I think he'll do that. So, so thank you for taking the time and, and sharing with us. And thank you for serving on the greeting team in December of 2015 when we first walked through the doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very good. All right. Until the next episode. 
God bless.